hail our fair Riverdale. Register. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Riverdale Register. I am John's new co-host, who has a gravelly voice, but you, my name is Caitlin also. Listen, I came in here <laughs> trying to make a joke about how you were a little horse. I'm a little horse, a small miniature pony. Oh, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Hermosa is a phone, Hiram is a painting, and you're a little horse. I'm a little but horse. Oh, it's I don't so think cute. You, you sound that horse. I don't sound, I feel, I feel like a tiny, tiny horse. <laughs> but I guess you're right. I don't know. I, I think I sound different, and in the headphones it sounds particularly weird, but I think it's good. Right? Great. Cool. I think it's fine. Cool. Okay. Awesome. Glad, glad to glad to have you here back from your I know. travels back east. I call it a vacation, but it wasn't a vacation. Because <laughs> you were working. Because well, I was working, and also I was just running around. But it was fun to see people. It was very nice to see people, but none of it was relaxing. Not a single day. <laughs> so, but it it was lovely, but not a single day was relaxing. So, I'm mm. back to. I'm here. Yeah. Ready you, to chill. You ready to talk about Riverdale? Ready is that to relaxing? Talk about Riverdale. It is actually. It really is relaxing. It does Perfect. Bring, brings me joy. Hundred episodes of relaxation. Excellent. So let's get into it then. Yay. Did our did you uh, ask a question for our audience? Oh man, John, it was right down to the wire. <laughs> and I did I did in fact <laughs> ask a question to the audience. I you know who I feel bad for. The audience. The, people in the audience who find it maybe even an hour after it's posted and think They'll no. read this one. This could be in the episode. This could be it. I'm so sorry, guys. We we got one, and it was, why did it take so many episodes to get to this point in the plot? This point in the plot being the ghost train? I guess so. Like, I, I That's what I'm assuming it has the, to be referencing. I, the, the worrisome thing for that question is that, of course, we are recording this about an episode a week later well, while the next episode has aired. Well, so I did that, say it was May... 22nd episode and I did I didn't make a note right, of it right so right. I think it is I think it's the ghost train and Percival's okay I'm going to assume somebody else also so why did it take this long to get to this point Caitlin what do you think oh I have no idea I think it's because there's 19 episodes in the season and and I, I, I thought have, you said it was more than that my guesstimation is 19 could be 22 could be 27 could be 45 <laughs> no one tells me I'll have to I'll have to tweet at somebody and see what what the situation is, but I think that it's going to be nineteen. It's a very it's a weird, weird prank. season because <laughs> they did the five that aired in the normal time the show would premiere, and then everything else came out mid season. But it is almost a normal length season of TV, so now it's just going straight into the summer, and yeah. it'll probably end right before a normal season would be starting, and they will instead be premiering the final season. In January. the mid-season slot. Yeah, in January. So we'll have quite which, a break. Yeah. <coughs> and if that one's full length too, that'll ooh, that'll be crazy. Uh, but yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit hopeful that it won't be. Well, And wouldn't it be kind of poetic for them yeah. to end with like a 13 episode final season like their first? Well, it's so funny because everyone's like, oh my God, guys. Like, I mean, not everyone, not everyone, but like, you know, the, the people who follow us mm-hmm. have been like, oh, you guys have to think about like a new podcast. I'm like, we still have like at least a year. <laughs> Like, right. like this is not an We're busy. <laughs> right, we have a Riverdale podcast to make. <laughs> and after that, you know, I mean, I, I assume they're going to reboot Famous in Love, and then obviously that would be the next podcast. But <laughs> Like we always said it would be. Exactly. It'll come just around just full in time. Circle. So I just want to mention another message that we got, which was, 
I think that we uh, stressed out a fan by being a little bit late on the episode. She's like, hey, I hope everything is okay. No worries. No life gets in the way. But I think she thought that maybe something happened. Did we not put... I didn't put out anything. I didn't, I didn't either. <laughs> so just no explanation. We no just haven't been around for a week. John Sorry, and I are not everybody. fighting. No one is sick. No one has COVID. I had three weddings. That's what We happened. thought the perfect way to handle <laughs> Caitlin going to three weddings in three weeks was for uh, one episode to be over Zoom, yeah. one episode to be with a guest host, and one episode to be recorded a week later. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we give you all three ways we cover for absences. So yeah, what if, yeah, I hope that nobody thought that I like, I don't know, died or something. Or like, Complete radio silence <laughs> yeah. on, on the Instagram. And I don't post a lot in, in general. And that's now your only social media. I know. Well, uh, I have Twitter. I also so. have Twitter. But yeah. Yeah. So I'm sorry. We don't mean to stress you guys out. We probably should have written a note. But uh, the good thing is the next episode airs on June 12th. So we will be a little bit delayed on recording the May 29th episode. But not that delayed, I would think. And when yeah. I go away for a week, yes, in June, it won't cause problems. Exactly. When are you going away? Where uh, are you going? Do you have a wedding? No, I'm, I have my friend's thirtieth birthday party. Yes, and you're helping your parents move. Nope. No, they already moved. Beth, Beth helped, helped my them. parents move. There you Beth go. moved for altruistic reasons, and I <laughs> right. am cool, cool, cool. for uh, party reasons. Yeah, that's okay. It'll be fun. And that's the difference between us. <laughs> the title of this episode is "Things That Go Bump in the Night," and it is based on a 1965 play. And the play is basically about a family in like an apocalypse situation. And they're basically just like super afraid. And they are like, I don't know how to explain this, but they basically, it's like a, it's like a family drama in, in, an apocalypse. in an apocalypse who they're like living in their basement. But the thing I wanted to point out about this was the reviews of this play. So I think this is a pretty flame, famous play. But one of the play reviews, the, the playwright's name is Terrence McNally. And it said, it would have been better. It's what a reviewer said. It would have been better if Terrence McNally's parents smothered him in his cradle. Wow, that's what you, Caitlin, think about Terrence McNally? That's I, apparently. <laughs> I hate Terrence McNally, and it's better that he was dead than he made this play. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But isn't that a disturbing review? That's an intense review. Like, I have never hated anything that much. And I have just saw the movie Men. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Let me just tell you guys, I, I hated that movie. But I like that both you and Jacob hated men. Yeah, I actually was just going to say that. That's so funny. And yet it kind of makes me want to see men. <laughs> Here's the thing, John. I've never... And I'm so sorry if one of you guys is related to Alex Garland. Or if, if Alex fan. Garland is one of our many listeners. Imagine. Imagine if he's Alex, like... Alex, what are you listening to these days? <laughs> well, there's this podcast. I would actually... I would die. I would really... And also, if anybody... If I ever want to work with somebody who like wrote the movie... Well, not wrote it, because that's Alex, Alex Garland. Garland. I, burned, I burned that bridge a few minutes ago. Right. But, you know... Jesse Buckley. Uh... Yeah. Literally, look. Here's the thing. Oh my god, I hate that movie. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I just felt like that film was so not my movie, and I'm sorry if other people found it profound. But I just don't. Spoilers for men. Spoilers for men? No. All men? Just for the movie. Okay, so not all men. Not not all men. <laughs> Unless, I mean, if there's more movies named men, this is just not the 2022 men. Yes. Hashtag uh, not all men. Yeah, we. <laughs> but. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. We can. 
So, uh, I don't know. Should we spoil the movie Men? Look, I'm going to be honest. There's very little to spoil. If you saw the trailer, you really aren't missing anything. Oh. But there is a very graphic birth scene. Okay. The men give birth. Oh. The men give birth in quick succession from orifices that people don't give birth from. They're not... No, all of them. Like, it's not... Like, I'm not being, like, coy because I mean something specific. I mean, like, the top of their head. Other things also. And it was so fucked up. But it was, like, not fucked up enough. Oh, my God. Like, what? Can you believe they did that? So fucked up kind of thing. It was so... Oh, my God. They just, like, stop. Like, stop. I'm so sorry that I bought this ticket and I made the plan and I was the one who chose the film. Like, like the whole time I was like, oh, no. This is not the relaxing thing I wanted to do on my trip. My three-wedding trip. But, I like that you went to the horror movie for the relaxing time. I did. And then we're like, this thing horrified me. Yeah, I don't like that. I was so upset. I was so disturbed. And I was just like, I don't. I can't. I forgot what we do next. This episode was written by Gigi Swift and Ryan Terrebone. Terrebonne? Can we talk about how those are very cool names? Cool names. Excellent names. Yeah. So what's fun about them is that uh, this is like some of their first writing credits for each of them. Oh, exciting. So Gigi was a uh, script coordinator on Riverdale and then has written this episode of Riverdale. She that before that she wrote an episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Chaos. Chapter 29, The Eldritch Dark. Before that, she was an uh, an assistant and a researcher on the originals. Oh, cool. And before that, she was assistant to the writers on As the World Turns. Oh, cool. Soap. And then Ryan, this is his first writing credit completely. And before that, it appears that he was uh, the writer's assistant on Riverdale and the uh, executive assistant to the executive producer on Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, which I believe would be Roberto. Interesting. That would make sense. Yeah. So both of them like hmm. came up through chaos, came I, over to Riverdale. Everything that I've heard about Roberto, especially, is that he promotes from within. Yeah. Um, and he gives people writing opportunities. So I think that's really cool. Sounds great. That's like a really cool thing for a showrunner to do. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it'd be really cool for more showrunners to more do showrunners that should kind do of that. stuff. Yeah. yeah. This episode was directed by, and he knows you missed him. Gabriel Correa. That's right. Yay! <laughs> we did miss you. I'd be more enthusiastic, but this is as high You're as my like, voice goes. You have to come back. We have five plot lines this episode. I want to start with Cheryl. I decided that, and I want to start with her. Okay, that one I just titled Heather. Heather. Heather's here. She's Heather. She looks like much older than her. She looks much older. <laughs> right? They dress her to look much older. <laughs> She doesn't have a lot uh, going on. Not a lot of interiority. Did she kill her mom? Does she have a mom? She doesn't now. Will we ever see this woman? No, because the mom died oh, in a tragic right. accident. Oh, that's right. I How forgot about the tragic accident. How dare you forget? Accident. I'm sorry. You're right. It's the second thing I have in my notes. Here's here's what we know about, about Heather. Thank you. Uh, she's a librarian. Yeah. Her mom died in a tragic accident. She wants to know if Cheryl's unattached. Cheryl's like, eight years ago, I dated a girl in high school. And it's like, you're an adult. That doesn't count anymore. She just got over her. <laughs> she also has dated other people in between. I just want to point out that that there woman was that one girl with yeah. the paintings. Right, right, the painting woman. Right, when she was gonna paint. Anyway, <laughs> did she thought. ever open her actual school? You know when she was like, "I'm gonna open a school," and then uh, Rivervale Cheryl did that. 
Riverdale Cheryl never did no. that, right? No, no. Cheryl has no follow through. <laughs> has never had follow through. Why would this be different? So, on the TV show Supergirl. Okay. Supergirl's adopted sister, Alex, comes out as gay. Love it. She starts Kyler dating. Lee? The, uh, yes, Kyler Lee Obviously. starts dating this uh, tough as nails cop. Agent Drake. No, no, different, different, no. different woman. One uh, can hope. It's only funny because the character is uh, is Hispanic and the actress is is, is dark skinned Italian. Oh, <laughs> yikes! Yeah. Uh, okay. Eventually, that actress leaves the show for this, that, or whatever, and uh, uh, Alex Kyler Lee gets a new love interest, Jimmy Olsen's younger sister Kelly. Is Jimmy Olsen a person? Jimmy Olsen is Superman's best friend. He's okay. a classic Superman comics character. Played in the show by McCad Brooks. The point I'm getting okay. to is that Kelly Olsen kind of just slides right in as Alex's perfect love interest. Love it. She's just always there, doesn't really have a lot going on on her own side, and they just get to skip that dating part and go straight to committed relationship. That sounds as nice. if the previous relationship never went away and we just like jumped right in. Yeah. And that's what Heather feels like to me. Oh, is you that know. Heather, Heather is kind of like custom made to be Cheryl's perfect girlfriend. And, like, if she didn't come in with, like, hey, I have this whole other problem that if you want to be with me, we have to deal with together kind no, of thing. she has no problem. She's problems. like, hi, I'm Heather. Um, you called and hang up, and now I'm here at your door. What's up? I, I have a... I Are you dating of, anyone? I have suspicions about Heather, but I don't know if I'm right, because we didn't see any of those suspicions play out in the second episode that we watched. Mm. But tragic accident with the mom. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know, she killed her mom. Cheryl's dad died in a tragic accident. That wasn't an accident. <laughs> That's how she'd describe it. No, she knows her mom killed her dad. I, oh wait, I thought he hung himself. No, her mom killed her dad, and then Cheryl was like, "Hey, Penelope, I'm gonna tell her about you right, killed dad." Right. It's weird that I didn't remember that. I can't imagine you not remembering every single detail of the show <laughs> when it's so simple and easy to follow <laughs> at any point. It's, I, uh, well, anyway, so Heather uh, says she's seeing people every now and then, but nothing serious or long term. And Cheryl, Cheryl's like, hey, brainstorm, what if I do a new bit? And the new bit is the house is a library. The house is a library. Yeah. And Heather's like, I'm already interested. We could just hang out. She's like, no, 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 no. I need an excuse. The house is a library. I want to go through this lengthy, probably Welcome very... to my storyline. We're making the house into a library. Very difficult to zone problem right now. Didn't didn't even think about this when the bad man in town was getting rid of a library, but my house could be a library. Yeah. Pro- I'm doing this for you. It probably has like a Beauty and the Beast style library. There's definitely a rose somewhere yeah. in that house that you need to guard. <laughs> so uh, Heather cleanses Cheryl's home, which is so important in library planning. Yeah. You got to cleanse the space first. But has anyone dusted? Like ever. Like a single time. Uh, Nana does, but she can't get to the high places. Yeah, no, so everything's really clean about like five <laughs> right, feet Right around chair level. <laughs> yeah. uh, Heather says that Wicca helped her self-actualize. And Cheryl says, I too have dabbled in the occult. So I thought she was already a witch because she was doing spells. I thought she thought she was already a witch. But what spells has she done? The fire thing? That's just pyrokinesis, you silly. That's not magic at all. The thing with the books and getting everybody's books and bringing them. Was that not magic? What was <laughs> that she doing? That was supposed to be magic, yes. She says it like, huh, 
never quite occurred to me that I could be a witch. But now I'm thinking about it. I well, have been the doing witch, witch thing stuff. later. But the iTube dab in the occult is what you're talking about, right? Right. right. So unclear how she doesn't think. Like, like uh, Cheryl just see, it doesn't seem. It seems very new for Cheryl when she's. I'm like, girl, you move. Fire. I'm just worried this is gonna be like they're just gonna pretend that the. Um, Greendale witches are like a completely different vibe than they actually were and be yeah. like it's all about female empowerment I'm like no 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 you're all married to Satan <laughs> Heather's married to Satan too that's the deal you all make it wait doesn't this huh. make Heather immortal also isn't that part of the deal gonna be honest I, I gave up on Sabrina after. I didn't watch yeah. we gotta call Stephen about we these do. things we should have like, should we a, have him back for for the real like, Sabrina can, crossover can you just explain this gotta, I'm so confused we really should, honestly. It would be helpful. <laughs> so next time we see Heather and Cheryl, uh, Heather's reading Cheryl's tarot. She gets the uh, Queen of Wands, a new strength or ability Cheryl discovered. Wow. She does move fire. Yeah, she kind of does one of those like, hmm, and then stares at the candle. <laughs> she does WB's fire starter out May 20th. <laughs> uh, she gets the lovers. She yearns for connection. No shit. And the two girls just like stare into each other's eyes. It's like, why don't you just say the thing? Just kiss. And then the tower, a dark card, promising carnage and war. Ooh. Do well, you do you do tarot? Anything? No, I mean I uh, I've had it read, but I don't I don't know the cards that well. Yeah, me neither. It's fun. I also don't ever want to hear bad news though, so I feel like that's a problem. <laughs> Yeah, you're not a you're not a fortune teller person, right? No, I I don't want anybody to tell me something I don't want to hear, ever. That that tracks with yeah. everything I know about you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. But it is fun. It is a fun thing. Cheryl, uh, Cheryl and Heather then pop into a whole other plot line for a little bit. Do some necromancy. <laughs> come back home, and Cheryl's Cheryl's like, wow. You Great. did necromancy. That's not Wicca at all. And she's like, right. Cheryl's like, hold on. I'm just thinking about this. Could magic be real? I'm so confused. I was also just thinking about how there were articles that I wrote like in season two of Riverdale that were like, LOL, people think that Cheryl could be a witch. Right, right. Well, yeah, we all agreed back in season two of Riverdale that that would be an insane thing for this show to do. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Season six. It honestly feels like this has always been the show, though, in a weird way to me. Like, I think I've just gotten so used to it that I'm like, yeah, Archie always had magic, right? <laughs> yeah. It works. It does weirdly. Yeah. It's that. It just, like, just kind of... I think the only reason it works is because of Rivervale. Yeah. Where they're just like, all right, let's just go crazy. Right, you know? exactly. We're free And now. when we come back to Earth, that's going to seem pretty tame. I know. It's weird. Hmm. I'm very curious where this is all going to lead. Mm. Well, Heather tells Cheryl about the coven in Greendale that she grew up with and that she's a witch. She thinks Cheryl is one too. Duh. And then Cheryl shows off some pyrokinesis and asks Heather to teach her. Which, you know, now you don't need the library bit right, if now. you have the teaching magic <laughs> bit. Why do both bits? What if Heather's like, wait, why aren't we doing the library? Like, <laughs> wait, what do you mean that was just a plot to get me to stick around? It's such an expensive way to do that. And that's the whole Heather plot. As far as like the one that got away story, it all just feels very convenient and easy. Yeah, I think she's evil. Oh. Yeah. I don't think so. I think she's a prize 
for Cheryl. Yeah. I think they're just like, here, Madeline, here's Cheryl, the character. Take it. We know you. your whole storyline has been uh, love is hard and you're unhappy. Have this woman. Although, you could be onto something because uh, the Fangs and Tony situation seems ready to blow. Man. And ugh. if Tony and Cheryl become potential again, that could really be a whole thing with Cheryl and Heather and Tony. Fangs just gets less and less appealing every single day. Every day. Like, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. I got I got problems with things. He I he feels like someone pushed to the brink. You know. Yeah. Like I'm giving him a little bit of leeway. Yeah. I don't also, know. we know what Tony does next episode. Yeah, that did not look good. To, it was not good for Tony. <laughs> not great. No. Not great. Doing the exact thing that you just yelled at Banks for doing. <laughs> True. Yeah. Yeah. But that's for another time. That's for another time. And we got four time. more plot lines to talk about here. Four more plot lines. We got, what if we took Pops and pushed it somewhere else? Man, oof. What's a good We've one? We've got Drake's back, baby. I, I think... And we, we have more like Bummerdale. What one is that? And we have the Seer of the South Side. Foresight the Fantastic. Let's, let's do that one. Let's okay. do Jughead. So Jughead has writer's block when Veronica texts him. Saying, hey, I know we've never hung out before. <laughs> I was so hoping that the text would come up with just the number. <laughs> Who is this? <laughs> it's Veronica. <laughs> that was like my my hope, but no. No, I guess Jughead somehow programmed Veronica. Like, you wanna do a you wanna do a do you wanna do an episode together? And he's like, I guess. <laughs> yeah, the way that he talks of Veronica, it's like they've done this for a long time. Right. It's like, no. oh, you know how our friendship has our weird thing. <laughs> right, exactly. We do magic. <laughs> We're always the magic friends. That's always our thing. Veronica is like, listen, I know I just learned superpowers exist, but I was I was just thinking, how can we use this to enrich me? <laughs> that, is, that is truly like, her, her, her first thought. And in the next episode, which we can't talk about yet, it's also that. Yeah, it's, it's her second thought is how can this enrich me? <laughs> yes. She wants Jughead to perform as a mentalist for her. Uh, and he takes a 50-50 split, but only if they read Willing Minds. So sure. it's a mind-reading performance. Right. Have you guys, have you guys, it's just you, John. Have you seen <laughs> Nightmare Alley? No. I, I've seen some of Nightmare Alley. Okay, so I too have only seen some of Nightmare <laughs> Alley because I fell asleep watching Nightmare it's Alley. It's not great. Uh, no. I wasn't loving it. When they, Looks great. When they killed the chicken by biting its head off. That was when I was... That's what a geek is. Yeah. <laughs> when I learned what a geek was, I was very out of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mm, I'm sorry. Mm, there's a lot of good things potential here, but I don't... <laughs> I draw the, you draw the line of biting chickens' heads off? Yeah. I think that's reasonable. I think I don't like that. I mean, I, I don't think the movie was arguing that's a good thing, but... No, it was a very pro <laughs> chicken beheading film. So that's why I personally took a stance against it. <laughs> anyway, there's a mentalist in that movie, and that's the only reason I brought it up. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Mentalist is, is a very old-timey word for psychic. You know what's a good movie or show? Not movie. Show? Psych. <laughs> no. The Mentalist. <laughs> I, I was going to make the joke. You were going to say The Mentalist, and then I was going to say something else, yeah, but you did it. <laughs> so that kind of stepped on my whole thing. I'm so sorry. It's and okay. It's you just, tried. Psych's whole bit was that... Whoa. Whenever they have to describe what they are, they're like, have you seen The Mentalist? It's really funny. It's almost uncannily similar. <laughs> Veronica, of course, because it's Jughead's act, makes sure she gets a solo song in the spotlight <laughs> to start it all off. Which song is this? I don't even remember. 
I don't, I, you know what? Was I it Mary even, the Night? I didn't no. even check. Was it? I don't remember. You no. know what? Cammy's a great singer. Yeah, she's very good. I don't really mm-hmm. understand why they're doing these performances, but if it makes her happy. I, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping all of this is still like, she wants this? Because I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dress up and well, they just you know they they love what? they love doing doing performances right exactly they I, love writing performances absolutely for her the like the most dramatic shit could be happening on the show and Veronica will be like but have we covered <laughs> she's got a list this of songs. Katy Perry song <laughs> no okay Jughead correctly guesses a number written on a whiteboard and the crowd loses their minds over it. Oh my gosh. That would be a hard one. Reggie looks on like, damn him. (laughs) Oh, Reggie. So Reggie wants in on the act with Jughead. Why would Veronica do that? Because Reggie could tell Percival that she put a hit on Hiram and turn him into a painting, which would destroy (laughs) her reputation and land her in jail. I think everybody knows that she did this, but that's just my interpretation. Meanwhile, Jughead started writing again. Good Great for, for him. Good for it's him. It's been a good distraction. But now, this Reggie thing rears his head. <laughs> and Veronica's like, now I have a solution. And it requires a lot of work on your end. <laughs> you need to learn how to, how to erase memories from people's minds. Just because. But not like a lot, like a specific amount, which of which was of course way harder. The good thing is that they're such good friends who've always been there for right. each other. So I think she's fine. Jughead's like, after all we've been through, of course I'll help you with this. Right, right. Let me do some research. <laughs> he also says he's always hated Reggie, which I thought was very funny. I mean, that feels accurate. Yeah. Their relationship was never that good. No. This is why I like the idea that he's not- best friends with, with Archie, but Archie's other primary guy friend is his worst enemy. Yeah, I think that checks out. I also love that uh, nobody helped Reggie with anything in high school, and now maybe this is why. That would be a sad. fun pairing to, like, if, like, Reggie and Jughead did a thing one week, yeah. that would be, like, a fun thing to check out. But they're like, although, you know, I've always wanted to be like, what are Veronica and Jughead like together? It and turns it's out They do magic. They just kind of just stick to business. <laughs> yeah. Personal lives? <laughs> we got a mesmer show to put on. All right. Jughead found a book to read that'll teach him uh, uh, a telepathic erasure. Cool. There's he, books for everything. You know, it's amazing. It's like a telepathic power. So he Googles it. I'm going to try to just all these this. books pop up and all of them work. You know, yeah. I, I, I've, I've kind of landed on the theory that Riverdale, Riverdale's premise isn't that like, you know, there's darkness inside the sweet American town. Yeah. It's that what if pseudoscience were science? Okay. So like yeah. all of the like fringe <laughs> theories are just true so it's in like the world fringe. of Riverdale. So like, oh, what if you could be, what if witches exist? You know, what if you could be pyrokinetic? Uh, uh, what if the serial killer gene were real? And it's like, all of that is true here. Imagine that's what it was the whole time. What if, what if all of like the worst, the worst fears and the neuroses of the American suburbs were things that were really happening in your backyard? You know, that's actually very accurate because like when you look at the Gargoyle King thing, that was like the satanic panic around Dungeons and Dragons. Right, right. The first season was like, what if there were... What if there was a murder? Yeah, what, what if there was <laughs> Pretty a... Pretty tame. What if there was a murder and we had to what solve if there was it? A one per, what if one person died in your small town? The second season was, what if there was a murder? What, what if there was a murder and then the third season was like, what if a board game was making <laughs> kids the board kill game themselves? Was evil. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. also it was, right. it was candy that made you hallucinate? Yeah. 
kind of lost the plot Fourth there. season was a bit more personal. And then fifth season was like, what if the trucks were evil? Right. <laughs> it was the truck the whole time. So it's like a Stephen King movie where the truck I wish. Evil. I wish at the end of the last season they had just been like, oh, it's none of the truckers. It's the truck. Actually. <laughs> the Mothman is the truck. Actually, it's kind of great. Yeah. Man, that would be kind of a scary thing. Well, it's too late now. Never trusted trucks. Jughead needs the victim to be distracted so he can go through the mind. So Veronica pays Reggie in small bills. <laughs> so he has to count it more. Uh, when Jughead bo- pops in, the long box is not that big, much smaller than Betty's. And uh, he finds the right page and mip- rips the memory right out. And we- then he signals Veronica, who pulls out of the deal immediately for Reggie. Ugh, man. He can't remember a thing. I feel like this... Like, you could figure it out? From though? context clues? Yeah. Like, I don't remember something. And then her dad died. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, uh... And then we had that meeting, and I can't remember what happened during it. Because it's not like... But he's... then our relationship <laughs> fundamentally changed right after her dad died. Under mysterious circumstances. Because it's also not like he... And then we got that painting in the mail. He has... Okay. And then <laughs> her dad... dad. <laughs> and she was really weird about it. Why? I, Reggie would be the one who couldn't figure it out, so I think it checks out. But he also doesn't have any evidence that she did this, so if he told Percival, what was Percival going to do? Um, You know, he'd be a little stinker about it. I don't know. In some way, he would make it a problem. <laughs> he would be a little stinker about yeah, it. Yeah, he'd be the worst. A little stinker is the funniest, funniest phrase. Well, Reggie tells Percival he thinks Chuck and Veronica did something to his memory. Percival suspects Jughead learned a new trick, and he might have to get into cosplay to defeat him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and we will we will follow up on that later. What is the what is the little one that you had? The small little. Oh, more like Bummerdale. Yeah, what's more like Bummerdale? Well, it's about Fangs and Tony. Oh yeah, it's, that's definitely Bummerdale. <laughs> that is hundred percent where the Bummerdale is. Janet from Child Services mm. says nothing about Fangs and Tony gives them the edge in their custody battle against Kevin. Sure. If only they had proof that Kevin wasn't the father. Oh, if only, if only. Fangs tells Tony that he signed on to Archie's crew. He really wants to pull his weight and not be a freeloader in the house. That's good. Tony's very help, happy to comfort him, you know? It seems yeah. like this relationship... Could really make it through this tough time. Tony hates him, but okay. Anytime, anyway, next time we see Fangs, <laughs> he, uh, he's signed on to Percival's crew, and with the bonus, he's gotten a new car. Percival's paying do- double. Tony reminds him that Percival is, you know, the bad guy. Like, Fangs, like, where are you in this plot? Well, Fangs feels very confident because he has a Luke Perry, right. which is baby Anthony. Right. Has, have we seen Fangs ever hold this baby? We have, right? Does anyone hold the baby? The baby I don't around? think we have a baby, just yeah. to be clear. <laughs> yeah. There's no, no. baby there's, on set. There's no, like, baby Anthony on the call right. sheet. Yeah. It's a mannequin. <laughs> right. And a different mannequin than the mannequins we'll meet later. Of course. When he comes home later, Tony has laid out some candles and a nice bottle of wine for Fangs. No food. Never food. They don't do food in this house. And she asks him to marry her. Yes. Where's this coming from? Janet. <laughs> the social worker. <laughs> she says their advantage is that they're a happy, stable couple and they need to bolster that. This relationship's on rocky ground. Mm. 
It is well the eleventh seed. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so she doesn't want Mary Fangs. She she hates Fangs. This is bad. Hate is a strong word. <laughs> she needs Fangs. She needs Fangs, but uh, she does not. But like fangs, fangs is a, a not entirely stable right now. Right. And instead of working on that, they are definitely making some bad choices that spell doom for this relationship. What does that mean? I don't know. It's a bummer time. If only. Only they had given us Kevin Fangs and Tony raising a child together. The, the thruple would have been cute. Yeah. Even if Kevin's it was had, Kevin had to be like, yeah, I'm going to destroy this. Yeah, no, no. I'm going to ruin this for everybody. My chaotic energy in every way will ruin this. Yes. So should we do the, the let's move the diner elsewhere piece by piece? We got Drake's back, baby. And we got uh, what if we push the push pops somewhere else? Let's do push pops. Okay. Push pops would have been a good title too. Push it. Push it. Push it. I know. I wanted to do the SpongeBob reference. Cute. Very cute. <clears throat> Tabitha didn't get Pops declared a landmark, but she won't give up. She has an idea, and it's to take Pops and move it somewhere else. So that was exactly what Percival said that she could do. That was <laughs> right. Like, he was cool with it. Right. She's like, he, he's after this building specifically. He's like, no, I just want to build the yeah. railroad. I've been very clear. Right. Exactly. Go. Take it. But she, I mean, she is right when she said that, it turns out. Yeah, she it is. is I, let's assume he always intended to destroy Pops when he made that offer. Yeah, he hates Pops. Yeah, he just, black-owned businesses, not in my town. Yeah, no, he's a racist Only and a horrible ghost man. <laughs> Only, yeah. I do think that they, that under Pining are very white supremacy, as we learned in that episode. But then it's about a ghost train, and I was like, hmm, it doesn't feel connected, actually. Mm, anyway, unless. who knows, man? I'm very confused about what a ghost train is. They explain it. <laughs> they explained what the ghost train was, and I still don't know what the ghost train is. I've seen the movie Ghost Ship, and uh-huh. that did not help. No, not my similar. Understanding, not at all. Not even a little. <clears throat> Great film, though. The irony is, uh, I, I do know of another show that did a ghost train plot. Is it Snowpiercer? No. No? No. They're not ghosts on that train. No, but but like they have flashback moments where they it's ghosts. That's of just the, a memory. Yeah, ghosts on the train. Of the past. <laughs> I I've actually never sat through a whole episode of Snowpiercer, but Ian is always watching it. That show feels like it's constantly on in my house. And so I like will come into the room and I'll be like, oh, there's Jennifer Connelly. But oh, she's not on the show anymore. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly was on that. I love Jennifer Connelly. I was Teen Wolf. On Teen Wolf, Wolf, they did a season where like, was it the Wild Hunt? Something was like abducting people and there was like tracks around town that were like appearing magically. There's a ghost. There was a ghost train on Pretty Little Liars, but there was no ghosts on it. Why was it a ghost train? Well, it was just it was like a haunted house on a train, kind of, or like a haunted. Maybe that's all he wants to do. Percival's just trying to add a ghost train to the Hiram world. Uh, uh, yeah. did, <laughs> do you think Adam Lambert will play on this train? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, we'll that see did. in that episode. That did happen. On That's a big the, get. Yeah. <laughs> At that time? Was that a big get? It was like a medium get. I think he'd actually be pretty affordable for Riverdale right now. Yeah. No offense to Adam Lambert. I think he like does well on Broadway and stuff. That, okay. that makes sense. Yeah. Is he, he right? Yeah, he's gay. Yeah. I don't know why that matters. No, yeah, he is. I'm pretty sure, but now I'm second guessing myself. No, he is. I think he's a gay icon, even if he isn't. No, he is gay and he is an icon. He is a gay icon. I like Adam Lambert a lot, but I wasn't sure. I don't know if it was one of those things where it was like ABC. Oh, no, that was Fox. American Idol was Fox. 
I don't know. I don't know. Adam Lambert's very talented. It did. It did feel weird that he was guessing on Pretty Little Liars. Because it always have... feels weird when it's like real people come on Pretty Little Liars, a show that is devoid of so, reality. Um, Star Wars is now a cameo machine. Oh. In this Obi-Wan show. Adam Lambert shows up. <laughs> Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers oh, shows up and, that's weird. and, and kidnaps uh, baby Leia. Ten-year-old Princess Leia is a main character on this that's show. That's cool. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's not in any of the marketing. That's weird. Weird choice. Obi-Wan goes out to save her. He meets on this on the alien planet, uh, 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 Kumail Nanjiani. I love him. He's great. He's great. He takes you out of it a little bit. You're like, yeah. that's Kumail Nanjiani. But it would be weirder if Kumail was playing Kumail. You know? He is a comedy character. Yeah. But like, this. It and was like literally in Boba Fett, they had like a weird moment where like Danny Trejo was just in it. Oh yeah, as he's like in a, a lot of stuff too. He just appears and stuff. Yeah, it's just it's just weird. Yeah, it's weird. Just takes you out. Like that time Ed, uh, uh, Ed Sheeran was on Game of Thrones. That was weird. That was weird. <laughs> I didn't even watch Game of Thrones, but I did see that episode weirdly. That was weird. I guess he was just available. <laughs> I guess he was just they available. liked him. Yeah. They like him. People want to be in things. I get it. Yeah. Tabitha wants to take Pops and push it somewhere else. RG says he'll get a crew together. They got to move quickly because Percival's coming in the next few days to bulldoze. And Archie's like, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> Which is how you know you're the villain. Because yeah. Because that's what Archie used to say about who? Hiram. Hiram. Your dad sucks. <laughs> that's, that's the meanest thing Archie's ever said. <laughs> that's, how, that's how rough he gets. <laughs> Archie is excited to announce his union job to the boys at Andrew's Construction. I love it. Uh, in what must have been a surreal couple of days for the Riverdale Construction Department, uh, Archie and the crew <laughs> take down most of the pop set. And the gumball machine falls over. I thought it was really funny because clearly they took it down after they filmed the scene where, or before they filmed the scene where it was empty. Sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And then full again. So right, I right. don't know. So like production of this episode. They probably had to. They probably shot everything where the where the diner was completely set up. Yeah. <clears throat> in like a day, or as much as possible, get it done first, and then they had to spend a couple of days taking it apart piece by piece to film the other parts of the of the episode, yeah. and then moved the entire set into. God, I wonder how many times that crew has moved and changed the El Royale set into oh, something yeah. else. Also, still makes. No sense. This what whole thing. No, it's a diner slash boxing gym slash youth center <laughs> slash dog adoption site no slash ki- fire department. There's no kitchen. <laughs> There's the food truck inside the building. I guess which would be great for smoke. <laughs> right. <laughs> that work. I don't think you can have that. I feel like it's that would probably be, illegal. That would kill you. I yeah, think. Yeah, but you know, very well ventilated. I guess. <laughs> anyway, Tabitha and Archie reminisce over their work when Percival swings through. Is a job opportunity. Building his railroad, Frank's the foreman. Man. It's messed up. It's messed up. It's going to be long term. It's going to be higher wages. It's going to be a signing bonus and no union dues. Have you, ever, have you ever done union work? We unionized when I was at one job and then I'm in the Writers Guild. And that's well, I was in the Writers Guild East and then the Writers Guild West. And so I am proud members of unions. Unions are good. When I was a. Uh, Warner Brothers tour guide. Union. We had to join a union. Was it a tour guide union? I, I think it was like a transpo union or something. No, I can't remember which union it was specifically because they never did anything for me, which was frustrating. Well, yeah, I think it's also one of the things with unions is that 
sometimes depending on how long you work, you have to kind of pay into it. Yeah, we had to pay into the union. Yeah. Which we were barely getting paid. And when we uh, fought for better workers' rights, the union made it extremely difficult to actually plead our case with our bosses and everything. Interesting. That's my frustrating experience with unions, because I agree unions should be good. And Fangs, Fangs is actually interesting. Yeah, and the, Fang, mm, sorry. Fangs, Fangs turns to the camera and he says, I don't care what Caitlin thinks about me. <laughs> and then goes and takes the job. He needs the money for the legal bills. Percival extends the offer to everyone and leaves. Anyway, back at the diner. Then, sorry, did you have something to say? No, I just forgot what was happening in this episode. So, <laughs> anyway, I was just waiting for you to continue. Well, back at the diner the next day, the truck is empty and all the props are reset. Also, how, oh my God, the time it would have taken to reset that diner after you just took it down. That would be the thing that I would have gotten the most pissed about. Archie says, all right, guys. Time to do the job again, but faster, which I'm sure they love I, to hear. I would have been like, fuck, <laughs> no. Out. I don't care about this diner that much. Here's the thing about the ghosts. If they th- if they think they're helping, uh, they're not. <laughs> they are absolutely 0% they have absolutely helping. aided Percival today. <laughs> <laughs> and they've made everybody upset and frustrated. Tabitha thinks it's Percival. She goes off to him and be like, hey, don't mess with me. And he says... I agree. Why would I mess with you? I want this. <laughs> and then she breaks a vase and leaves. I thought I that was clever. Great. Tabitha's my favorite it's character. It's a good bit. At, at, the, at the diner, a jukebox starts randomly and electrocutes a workman. That's a problem. That is it's bad. bad. It's bad. As yeah. a workman, I wouldn't like that either. No. As a random workman. Work I get were workman number three, I'd be worried about workman number one. Yeah. <laughs> Workman number two doesn't give a fuck, though. Oh, that guy's an asshole. Yeah, no, he doesn't give a fuck about anyone but himself. (laughs) As everyone famously knows. Tabitha is sure the jukebox was secure. She just had it surfaced. So uh, she swings by Pops at night and sees the lights on and people inside. But what? How? Oh, my God. But when she goes inside, it's empty and dark, but everything's back in its place again. Oh, my God. It would be so annoying. The way... The ghost, man. The ghost. The ghosts are rude. The rude ghost. It would have been funnier if she had seen the things moving, though. She was just like there and be like, hey, no. <laughs> this thing is like crawling up the stairs. Please don't. Please. I was so annoying to remove it. <laughs> Tabitha checked with Pop. He said, yes, there are lots of other ghosts living in Pops other than himself. Oh, oh they really need to just do that. Pull the trigger. Make Pop dead. Do it. <laughs> Archie doesn't know about all that. <laughs> like, all right yeah that's a thing but also uh, remember my crew got electrocuted so no one wants to come in yeah you no know, so how are we moving this diner archie is like i'm trying to unionize i don't i don't know about the ghosts so <laughs> I'm, sorry, I'm dealing with real problems yeah. i know superpowers are in the mix now but... right but come on ghosts be real so uh, archie pays for drinks with frank with his chime card chime chime is a great app do you use it john <laughs> I don't get paid by them to say anything about them. Chime. <laughs> Use it. Archie just wants to talk with Frank about Chime. An exciting new way to improve your credit. Honestly, is Chime just Venmo? It's just, is Chime just Venmo they're trying to make happen? It's, it's like, hey, hey kids, have you heard about credit? Okay. <laughs> have you thought about paying bills on time? It could do wonders. It could. And, and I'm also, like, isn't this the same as any credit card? Also, isn't Frank an alcoholic? He's traumatized. 
He oh. doesn't have a penis. <laughs> right, that was it. That was That's it. the callback to Remember Elvis. Right, right, right. Well, he d- he did have one, and it was an ac- there was an accident. <laughs> Tragic accident. Tragic accident. Yes. She's like Frank. You got You got to think about Luke Perry. Frank's like I never actually met or acted oh with Luke God, Perry. Oh my God, it's so sad. And then she's like, well, what about this picture of two kids? <laughs> Meant to represent you and Luke Perry as brothers. And he was like, hmm. And he yeah. stares at it all gruff like. So Tabitha goes to Cheryl for hashtag ghost help. And she gets Heather too. And Heather, Heather thinks she can facilitate communication to help them move on. And Cheryl just stares at her with doe eyes. Yeah. She's like, isn't she so cool? And it's like, we're starting a library together. <laughs> nothing else. Nothing, nothing else. Heather and Cheryl conduct the ritual for Tabitha and summon four ghosts. But only one of them gets lines. The sassy ghost waitress. <laughs> With a burn on her face. They sa- she says they're bound to pumps to bear witness to the upcoming battle between good and evil. So it's gone so far. <laughs> so far it's gone to get here. I'm sorry, we can't move on. Someone's got to be here to watch it. And it's got to be these four ghosts. Sure. And then Tabitha tells them about Percival's train. And they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Is this a regular train or is this the ghost train? Oh, man. And, so, Heather, and Heather's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. The ghost train? What if it's just a Polar Express? <laughs> like, what if that's what it's it an, is? A ghost train is an engine that grants its conductor great power and dominion over the realms of the living and the dead. Why does he need to build a train? Why does he need to build a train? It doesn't make sense to me. He doesn't build a train. That would be silly. So it's not a train? He needs to build the tracks. Oh. For the the ghost train. Oh, so he needs to... So he didn't build the ghost train. Okay. (laughs) He just needs a way for the ghost train to get... Because the ghost train, even though it's a ghost train, it needs to be on tracks. It's got to be on tracks. The ghost train's weakness is that it's still a train. (laughs) Right. Pros. It has ghosts on it. Ghosts, dominion over living and dead. Cons. Cons. It can be defeated by simply breaking the tracks. Seems seems like it makes sense now. Now it's all. Now the wheels are turning. No pun intended. The train wheels. Yeah. The train now there's wheels. coal in the engine. Yeah. The ghost. The ghost engine. Things are chugging along. <laughs> choo choo. The ghosts can't have the diner taken on for very long or else they'll dissipate. And then nobody gets to destroy the eldritch evil and we don't want to do that, do we? If I knew what that meant, I would agree, I'm sure. Tabitha says it's all starting to make sense. Cheryl asks, is it? Which is a yeah, hot take actually, from Cheryl whose attitude, whose attitude is always more along the lines of, yes, this all makes of sense. Of course, yes. It's a standing set. It's a series mainstay. We can't put it into storage. So Tabitha asks Archie to host the diner in the El Royale. How do you host a diner? Archie's like, I love jobs. Yeah, sure. This sounds like a job. Yeah, those poor kids who thought that they had a rec center. There's, there's got to be. Oh, there, it feels like there has to be behind the scenes reason for this. And well, is it? It's too expensive to shoot the pops set now. Wow, really? Because think? of going outside and all of that. I don't know. It's been there forever. I. That's the thing I wonder about. Was pops? Because Pomps as it stands now feels like it's a standing set that exists on the back lot where the they Vancouver. shoot Riverdale. It's like yeah. next to their sound stages or something and yeah. they just shoot it from certain angles. But early Pomps 
felt different because there was the train tracks right behind it and it, it was like were, off on the right? highway and there was like a lot of exterior stuff going on and a part of me wonders if there was like a, a a location pops that they went to and then at some point in production they shifted to one that they had built on their set i'm curious if we went back and watched season one yes because the pilot is a different pops definitely even I mean, like the, the inside feels the same though, right? Or not in the pilot. Interesting. But from what I remember, but the pilot pilots are always different. They look more uh, expensive. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the pilot and see, and then maybe like I'll skim through a few episodes and, and see. But because like I don't another know. part of me is like if they're if if by final battle they mean we spent like weeks prepping this and like it's a whole big thing, shooting it in a place like the El Royale would be a lot easier for blocking than the exterior diner set and the interior. Well, I wonder if maybe in season seven they're going to, like, destroy Pops. They already... No, I mean, like, it's going to be, like, they demolish the building or something. Oh, I... And then they're, like, you know, who knows? I don't know, because they're, like, this is the soul of Riverdale. It has to be protected. And then the bad guy is, like, no, it's this baby. Next Uh, week. Sorry, that's next week. I'm getting ahead of myself. But I just, this almost feels like a production conversation of we have to get rid of this set. I know. Where are we moving this set to? Can we move it into the El Royale set? Can you make it less weird that we're doing that? (laughs) Can you make it less weird that this is now in a box? Can't make it less weird. No. (laughs) Um, Not impossible. Well, Frank, Frank comes in. He says he loves Luke Perry. And we'll help with the move. And the trauma boys have a big hug. Ugh, the trauma boys are back together, but not for long. Mm-mm. Archie tells Betty that Frank's face turn could be good news for Alice. And they're just, like, happy and good. Yeah, for it's just, like, like, nice. One moment. It's like, even though Betty's thinking about this new girl in her life. Right, exactly. hasn't changed her feelings about the man in her life either. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's into, I don't know, just, like, both, both kinds of people. I I'm shipping Agent Drake and Betty so hard. And we, will, we will get there. So the pops props are already outside when the crew gets there the next day. <laughs> Betty shows up and sees an aura on Frank. She warns Archie, who then stops Frank from taking the set somewhere to be destroyed. Frank's like, "You better watch yourself." And he pulls out some palladium and throws a punch. Whoops. Archie's been forged. Oh, right. And we're all supposed to know what that means. We're all, you know. You know how it is. <laughs> Some days you just get forged in a, in a your ritual witch, in a cave. Your witch friend who refuses to use the term witch despite doing all of these spells earlier in the season. Then, now, yeah, now she's like, wait, could that have been legit? Wait, <laughs> I was just fucking around. <laughs> I thought I was making all this up. I was just me. I, I was manifesting. Silly, goofy mood, but <laughs> wow, good for me. He wants Percival to know the battle's on and they're ready to fight. And it's a fun moment. It's not the moment I wanted, which was episode opens with Archie walking into this shop and punching Percival in the in the mouth. Someone needs to do it. Can someone just do it? Yeah. Just By the way, once? the actor, I think his name's Chris O'Shea. Love him. He's just delightful on Twitter. As personal? Yeah, just seems like a fun Chris guy. Chris O'Shea. I feel like I know that name from I know. something else. Unless I'm miss saying his name and that's like a favorite. If I find out that this guy's like in something I love and I never knew it, I yeah. lose it. He's actually, he plays a 10 year old baby Leia in <laughs> <laughs> the show. So He's we, really good. So really didn't know that. 
Uh, yeah, so the El Royale is a diner now. Benjamin Moore paint for the win. Yeah, wow, again. wow, they, that was that was weird. That and, was weird. And Archie's like, "Did it work?" And Tabitha's like, "Yes, ghosts live here now." Ghosts live here now, thanks to Benjamin Moore. <laughs> and the ghosts go, "Benjamin Moore paint is great." <laughs> and they announce that the final battle will happen here now. Archie, in your gym. Okay. So can we just like, I don't know, uh, Home Alone the gym? Are we going to have to box? Damn it, it happened again. Kind of box Percival, and I don't care about boxing, so. One storyline left. Wow. Drake's back, baby. Drake. Betty tells her new best friend, Agent Drake, all about what happened with Alice. Yeah, this best is the friends. second just, time we're seeing Drake just, ever. Just friends. <laughs> Uh, Drake subtly scopes Betty out, asking if she has a boyfriend or girlfriend she can stay with. Uh, Drake requested the transfer and said bye to any other agent that works with Betty. They're all gone. It's just Drake and Betty now. And I'm fine with it. Agent Drake returned to the X-Files office and was like, guys, I met someone. Yeah, I think and it's now, serious. Um, I think I have to leave this department and go hunt down TBK. So... Oh. Uh, Betty finds Archie before a walk with Bingo. Just Who is a real dog. Real dog this week. Question. Did you notice that Bingo has a, a painting of himself in Archie's house? I didn't, but I love that. Yes, it, I now, noticed where, it. Where do you, how do you think Archie got a painting of Bingo? Well, probably by putting the soul of Bingo, the man, into the See, painting. See, I was hoping he <laughs> one day just walked up to Cheryl and was like, Hey, you still paint, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I? Can you do this, this dog? dog? <laughs> <laughs> Pushed a serial killer out a window. I think he's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's happy to have her stay with him as long as she needs. Again, they're just, they're giving off good couple energy, which is why it's funny that Drake's like, but like, how are things going with him? Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Betty uh, sneaks by her mom's house to get her stuff when she sees the twins, humans, yeah. with a cat. Barely humans. But a cat humans. named Butterscotch. Very concerning. And, and, and Betty's like, Butterscotch, that sounds like a cat you could kill with a rock. <laughs> And then when she looks at them, Dagwood has an aura, but Juniper does not. I don't trust either of them. It took me a while to remember their names. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't trust either of them? No. Yeah, they're both scary kids. No. I will say, looking at them in that in that shot, I was like, no, Jun Dagwood's the scarier one. Yeah, well, when she, he was like, we're going to have so much fun with his tail. Like, you don't touch that <laughs> yeah, cat. Yeah, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> you take that cat. Betty is so funny in this scene. She's like, I'm going to go make sure that the cat has its shots. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So Drake thinks Betty detects hostile energy fields. Betty is worried that Dagwood's going to hurt the cat. Yeah, that but was a good call. She admits she has blind spots, like with TBK and I guess the fog. You know? Yeah. Um, so Drake wants to use the twins to kind of test if the serial killer gene affects her powers in any way. Do you know any sketchy doctors? <laughs> so Betty brings Juniper and Dagwood to creepy Dr. Junior. I kind of ship Dr. Curdle and Betty also. I kind of just like that they've settled <laughs> into this place where creepy Dr. Junior is just like almost an accepted joke part of the world. Yeah. And I don't think he was ever intended to be that, but it is kind of funny that there's this incredibly sketchy doctor in town who is nothing but helpful no, the entire series. You're like, I don't know about this guy, but every time you go to him for help, he delivers. I think we should get him on the podcast. I think that'd be really That'd fun. be really cool, yeah. yeah. I bet he has a blast making this show. Oh, yeah. I bet they really like him on set. Remember Absolutely. that time he was like, 
Yes. He was like, he was like being creepy on the phone and then he like slurped some hot chocolate. My favorite thing was that he was like a Josie the Pussycat stand. That was great. Yeah. Every time they like bring him out of the office into the world, it's even funnier. It's the best. He was, he'd be a great guy to like have babysit for Juniper and Dagwood sometime. That would be really funny. Terrifying, but yeah. (laughs) The energy would be weird. So we discover that Juniper has the serial killer gene, but Dagwood does not. Whoa. Maybe this gene means nothing. Maybe it's meaningless. It seems like it is. But Drake's like, pseudoscience is real. (laughs) So she wonders if the gene puts puts people in Betty's blind spot. And Betty's worried about Alice bringing the kids to Percival. Percival doesn't think of children whatsoever, so (laughs) that's interesting. So neither Cheryl nor Trevor have the serial killer gene, which kind of confirms the hypothesis. The janitor. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So he, so, okay. Interesting. So it's like, if the gene does make you blind to Betty, neither of them have it, so. Sure. That doesn't confirm it one way or the other. Right. Confusing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then Drake's like, so how's living with your boyfriend? And we cut away. (laughs) We'll never know. Like, great. We centrally touched each other the other night. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was gross. How would you think of the last episode? The one before this? The one you weren't on? Oh, I, I loved the podcast episode, and I absolutely could not stand the massage. <laughs> could not stand it. Thought it was the most vile thing in the entire world. <laughs> not a fan. So Alice comes in on Betty with a uh, how could you energy. Alice is the worst. The worst. <laughs> Betty tells her she doesn't want the twins growing up like she did to protect them from Alice and Alice uh, gaslights her some more. She says, how dare you? All the sacrifice. And it was never enough. You always had to conjure up these villains. But maybe you're the villain. So Alice is all red and orry. Yeah. She's emotionally painful. She says some things she can't take back. And then she leaves. And everyone will forgive her and forget about it next and week. And it's like, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't expect to see you in my house for some kind of emotional reconciliation next week. Yeah, I think it'll be okay, though. That would be super weird if you just showed up <laughs> to my house like we were just calling each other about things going on. We'll see you next week, kids. Anyway, the gene isn't a blind spot because Alice has the gene. I'm glad that we went through all of that, though. And Drake's like, hold on, no, 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 there's a way I'm still right here. Hmm. <laughs> your new trauma may have expanded your abilities. I still don't understand any of this. Like, yeah. literally any of it is I like to think Drake's making it up on the spot. <laughs> yeah. And she's always been making it up on the spot. And she, like, rose through the ranks, oh, kind yeah. of bullshitting. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and sense. now she's found people who it's real with. And she's like, holy Ooh. shit, I got to take notes of this. Yeah, she, uh, the, the aura thing for Betty, it actually makes zero sense at all. <laughs> at and all. It's, and all these auras she's seeing now... No one's been attacking anyone. So, like, how right. how direct is the threat? It does have to be a threat to her. It just has to be threatening. To someone somewhere at some time. <clears throat> when is this going to be, like, helpful? Right. No. This seemed like the worst power. After the Cheryl-Abigail time. Wow. Remember Abigail? I feels like years ago. <laughs> that was, like, three weeks ago. <laughs> Betty saw another aura. Hers. Oh no, in the mirror. Will she be a threat to herself, to those who come close to her, or to the people she loves? You won't find out next week. <laughs> this won't come back again. So have fun with that. And that's the uh, that's the whole Betty plot, which Yay. I believe is everything for this week. So, so this is another week. This is another week. Um, I'm 
know, Savory was kind of uh, not great this week, but Agent Drake, just because she's there. Uh, I mean, I get. Was she helpful? No, actually, she was not. Um, Tabitha was. Tabitha helpful. was is of course the only person trying here. Yeah. Well, Archie, Archie's, Archie's working trying. hard. Yeah. But I guess thank you, Heather, for clearing up the haunted diner situation that suddenly right. popped up this week. Yeah. Thank you, Heather. I just feel like Tabitha could have solved this with maybe some time travel. Yeah. It just feels like yeah, she, that's um, that's like a solve all that we could employ more often. Right. Once you have a and character, now, now that she's moved that. it, can she time travel through it anymore? And I think that would have been a more interesting conversation if she wanted to move it and then found she could not time travel and it had to be at that exact location for her to be able to do it undisturbed. Yeah, like both. the ghosts say. On the ghost train. Well, it's also kind of like, did Percival want her to not to move it and destroy it so that she couldn't time travel? No, because he wants to make the ghost train. So. He needs that ghost train. Yeah. Uh, was there a shark jumping moment this week? Was it the ghost train? It was the ghost train. <laughs> I think it was the ghost train. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So, remember, Melissa, ghost train. What? I, I'm going to be honest. I, I have no frame of reference for ghost train, but I do want to bring up something about TBK. So, I'm not that interested in TBK, but I did read this theory online that would greatly disappoint me. So, you know how they made a big deal about TBK being the, like, being a father? So... People think that Agent Drake is TBK's daughter. Ooh. Yeah. It could happen. You want to know something worse that I don't think is real, but like, I really don't want it to be real for obvious reasons. People think that that Agent Drake is TBK's daughter and TBK is Hal's brother. Oh, that's not necessary. You don't need to do both. You don't need to do both. That's how I feel. I think I it feel. is super weird how Betty's like, the only way to solve this TBK mystery is to learn more about myself. Yeah. Because that it, it doesn't make sense how those be connected. And that would be a bummer for like another surprise, Betty. Yeah. You got more family. Right. More family uh, is more serial plus, killers. Plus, if we want Drake to be kind of like steamy with uh, with, with Betty. They shouldn't be. They shouldn't be related. <laughs> right. I know that we do that on the show kind of a lot, but right. they shouldn't be related. The, the dark mirror thing is fun, though. Yeah. yeah. I think that could be fun. Like, she actually is a serial killer also. Right, and she's in the FBI. Yeah. She was, like, indoctrinated by her dad, and Betty was also indoctrinated by her dad, but it didn't work for Betty. And maybe that way Betty can finally realize she's not a horrible person. Like, oh she God. thinks she is. That'd be great. Yeah, she's got some yeah. problems. She's got some issues to work Therapy. Through. Therapy will be helpful here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of my only theory, because we watched next week's episode. Right, we already kind of know what's about to happen. Yeah, but... It's a ghost long game. Train. Ghost. ghost train. Right. A train for ghosts? I don't know. A train th- by ghosts. A train that, train that lets you conduct ghosts? The train is a, a ghost. A physical train. How will the train... Will they? Are they going to put a... Are they getting a train? Is the Riverdale production... Going to buy a train. Going to get a train? What if it's invisible, like Wonder Woman's plane? Will it be like implied? Will it be like, oh, look at that light. That's the train. What if he's like, oh, no, you don't see it. Oh, because it's a ghost. Yeah. It's it. I think about, like, The Good Place had a train. Yeah, a little train. It was like a trolley, though, I saw right? it in real life when I was on the tour. Sure. I think Universal seems, like, capable of, like... Yeah. I don't know if they added that or if that just was there, but, like, they clearly they had an amazing it. set for The Good Place. Yeah. I saw it, and it was cool. They were on the train. But Riverdale's not talking about, like, there is a train. They're talking ghost train. Right. We're going to have a special train. I think it's going to be a regular train. Like, it's not going to be actually a regular A ghost going to be on the train? I 
I would imagine, right? What dead characters are going to be on that train? <gasps> Hiram's going to walk off the ghost train. That would be really cool, actually. And be like, I'm not a really, painting. That would be really cool. No, he frees himself from the painting. <laughs> right, right. The painting gets off the ghost train. Hermosa's <laughs> like, wait for me. And he's just a bone. Ring, ring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense to me. Yeah, that would be cool. I would also, I would really love it if Hiram was dead. And like we knew for sure. And we saw him on the ghost train being dead. That'd be cool. I guess, yeah. Yeah. He's not dead, of course, or he's gonna he'll be back. Uh, I do think seven. it's every time Percival does a thing, I'm like, damn, Hiram should have done that. I know. <laughs> like I know. so many of his actions are like, ooh, it would have been interesting if Hiram did that. Yeah, I know. But I'm so happy he did not here. Right. So, <laughs> so. Hiram's like I'm a cartoon character. Palladium. <laughs> yeah, I kinda love that this is the Riverdale villain because as much as I love Mark and Suelos, like Hiram could not have been more played out. This just works so much better for me. It's yeah, and it's interesting that it's uh, running on such a such a faster timeline than any of Hiram's stuff would. Yeah, because it seems like they're intending this guy to be like a one season thing. Or it feels that way. I would hope. I, so. God, I hope so. Do although you know, TBK is either coming back around in the final episodes of this season, or it's going to be the main threat of next season. I hope not, because if we hadn't already met him, like, I'm not that scared of him anymore. He doesn't worry me. No. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's going to... I can't trust trash now. Right, exactly. <laughs> Any scene where someone's taking out garbage, I'll be like, oh no, here he could be there. He could be there. <laughs> We're all trash. You're trash. <laughs> I, I also Betty, think... I know a secret. <laughs> He's like so scary until you meet him as like a just a dude. And hey, I'm Ron. Like, yeah, it's like literally, but he does have the most horrible way of killing people that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's messed series. up. Yeah, like that's definitely the way I don't want to go the mm-hmm. most. Right. Maybe not the most. Yeah, it makes you wonder how that uh, other woman who we made chop people up is doing. When Betty was like, I need to speak to her. And the show was like, ah, no, you're not doing that. No, no, why? <laughs> you have Agent Drake now. Huh. Were you sure that wasn't Agent Drake? There's no way it could have been, it's right? It's literally not. Yeah. 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 I, I know. That would have made sense if it was Agent Drake. Would have been it is, fun. It is not Agent Drake. Wow. That would have been so cool if it was Agent Drake. If yeah. it was like, I just met this person. Oh my God. She was kidnapped by, by him and then escaped. And then it would be like, wow, we have so much in common, you and me. And then they kiss. But again, it's like another Heather thing where it's like, hi, I'm Agent Drake. I'm perfect and I like you. Exactly. And, and and Betty's like, but but what do I how do I what do I do about that? Honestly, I feel like she doesn't really think about Archie in this Listen, case. Based on, hold on, <laughs> you're making assumptions. But yeah, based on what happened cannon. in the episode before this, it just feels like Archie and her are down. You what? You think they're just like after the Veronica after the Veronica thing? Oh from, yeah, maybe. Like, like if she told Archie, weird. if she told Archie these, uh, like, I don't know, I kind of like this Drake girl. Archie might be like, hey, go off. Yeah. Have fun. I'm unionizing this week. It's going to be a busy one. You have <laughs> <I> fun. Got, <laughs> we all got stuff going We've on. All, we all have our extracurricular activities. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm commissioning a painting of bingo. I'm unionizing. You go have fun with your new girlfriend. And I hope she does. Because Agent Drake is so compelling. Oh, she's, she's watchable. Right. She's got it. She's literally like, she's been in nothing else. Right. We love you. Get her get her in some scenes with more characters. I want to see how everyone responds to her. Yeah. I'm happy that she's never read aura around her because, uh-oh. 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 But yeah. What are you watching? Oh, man. You go first. Okay. Now, judging on the week 
the episode came out, I'm gonna say that This Is Us series finale. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about This Is Us in a while no. because the show moved to Sundays, so now it's not in it's our heads okay. right around the time. Exactly. But the final season of This Is Us has been kind of something special. It's very good. And the final, like, three or four episodes brought me to tears each one yeah and like the finale unlocked some sense memories in me where i was like just thinking about being a kid in my childhood home and i'm like weeping watching oh my god watching this episode can't believe it's over yeah would you have a favorite like of the last four episodes oh boy um but it was the miguel one miguel one was really good yeah Mm, boy uh the train the ghost train <laughs> the ghost train that's what it is oh my god Danny Moore is on the ghost train that's what it is that's we, the crossover we finally figured it out we knew it would be in the same universe somehow I you know I just like it's really like like I guess something I didn't realize I liked until recently is like when a show will in their second to last episode do the thing that you assumed would be the finale yeah where like in this the case the, the, the death of Rebecca and you're like, whoa, wait, but there's one more. Right. What happens now? And then the last episode is kind of its standalone thing that can encompass everything and kind of be watched on its own as outside of whatever the arc was that that year. Did you kind of wish that we got more of an epilogue? No. Um, I think the thing about This Is Us is how much it existed in the present yeah. with our real world stuff kind of going on along the outside. And... Spending too much time in any of the futures is maybe unwise to like start having to be like, oh, what's going on in the world or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I only wish we got more time with Randall's daughters in the past, or, or uh, played by the actresses we knew them as. No yeah. offense to the older ladies they had come in for the. Oh, I thought they were so good. They're very good. Yeah, but like, I want to see Lyric Ross one more time. Yeah, Lyric Ross was really. <laughs> She's good. not in the finale. But I think the girl who plays the older version of. Deja is so good and so accurate to her mannerisms and the way crazy well cast and these women have been in like maybe three four episodes of the series tops yeah it's really good really really good Mm -hmm. i I like the moment the moment of her telling randall that he's gonna be a grandfather and me being like of course that would mean something to him yeah his relationship with his father and never having a son and now finally yeah it's. I still think it's a little bit weird. He has the political stuff going on. Yeah. That is the stuff where I'm like, this didn't feel like part of his character. Like, uh, he this feels like something president? they added kind of the last minute. And well, I'm not sure if I needed him to go further up the political stuff. I just want him to make Philadelphia a better place. Yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of felt like... I was kind of nervous that I was going to be like, we were actually watching a story of like you know, the next president. As much as I think Randall would be a pretty good president. Oh, he'd be a great president. I yeah. just think, I'd vote for him. Yeah, sure. Like, I just didn't think that... Because it's like also, so this whole family... Like, I didn't like... The other thing I didn't like was how Kate became like her her program for like deaf kids was also like now global. I'm like, no, like she could have made her... I think Kate has long challenged the, the, the storytelling mechanisms of the show. And the moment that she becomes Rebecca's caretaker mm-hmm. is like the end of her major character arc, right? Yeah. Because she and her mom had issues and now she's the one making decisions for her mom because her mom trusts her so much. And then the, the Toby-her split, which was actually incredibly well done. Yeah, I loved it. After that, once she's with Philip, she's just kind of 
Salen yeah, the rest of the series. Yeah. And so they're just kind of like, whatever she was doing, she's more successful at now. Right. She's doing. She's the best. She's doing it the most. How, uh, she's on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> right. She's going to London. I'm happy they didn't kill her off, I guess. Right. That's good. It's kind of funny. The, the last season finale was like, Philip. Ooh. And then the season was like, yeah, Philip's there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't worry about Philip. Philip and Elijah can sit in the back. That guy is in everything. Um, oh my God. Chris he's Greer. He's the worst. I love him though. <laughs> well, I know because you're the worst. Love that show. But he's in everything. He's also, he was in A Million Little Things. He was in, oh, there's another show he was in too. Oh, Modern Family. Mm-hmm. And like he always plays like the love interest. It's very fun. I was listening to he was on an episode of How Did This Get Made recently. Oh, I love fun. that. I haven't you know, I have to start downloading those again. I love that podcast. Do you wanna know what I'm watching? Yes. So I've been I've a thought that came to me. Um, Hacks season two. Oh ha- have you seen Hacks? I never watched Hacks. Oh, it's so funny. Yeah, everyone's told me that. This season, um, they're on tour. So the first season, they're mostly in Las Vegas mm-hmm. because the comedian played by Gene Smart has a residency there. Mm-hmm. And then this next season, they're going on tour. And so it's a little bit different. Um, it's just such a funny show. It's very well written, um, but also has like a ton of just like emotional heart. Good bits on the, on the, on the road. Oh, there's so many. I'm not gonna, there's, it's so good, but there's a whole thing where her, I don't want to spoil anything. Well, so she has just like a very tiny bunk in the in, bus. In the tour bus. Yes, it's very funny. I'm. It's just such a funny show. It's like when you can't repeat the jokes because it's not going to come out as good. But they had they had a good one where they went to the state fair and at the state fair she's performing, but like a calf is giving birth, and at like her. So it's whole, not it's not a good tour. It's not no ideal. No, she kind of has a fall from grace and is trying to like work out new material and stuff. And oh, I see. It's really good though. It's just such a fun show. Jean Smart is so talented. She's the best. The best. I love the actress who plays, like, the young writer. Her name is Ava on the show. I think it, it's Hannah something in real life. But she's so funny. I love her so much. Like, it's just so good. It's the best. But, yeah, that's what I'm watching. Great. Yeah. Sorry oh. for the sniffs. All where, the sniffs. Where can, they, where can they find you, Caitlin? You can find me on Twitter, at RileyTweets. R-E-I-L-L-Y Tweets. Or you can find us on... Actually, you know what, John? You say that. Oh, that's for you. That's for thank you. you. That's for me? That's yeah. great. That's great. On Instagram. Uh-huh. You can find Caitlin at the Riverdale Register podcast. Thank you. Me too, sometimes. Yeah, yeah John's you occasionally know. there. Over and out, River Vixens. We'll see you soon.